people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the December 31st, 2023 News and Flashback Fun mini episode. The final one of 2023. Happy New Year's Eve and happiest of of New Year's Eve birthdays to my cousin Katie Daphner of Wisconsin and Holly Barclay of Cape Cod. As such, today's Flashback Fun films our films requested for their birthdays later on. They share their birthdays with gymnast Gabby Douglas, Anthony Hopkins, who's 86, believe it or not, Mid-Cape sports coach Helen Costa, TV actress Hunter Schaffer, a.k.a. Tiger Snow in The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Gongam style singer Cy, the late folk singer John Denver, Actor Ben Kingsley, who's 80, believe it or not. The late pop singer Donna Summer and actor Val Kilmer. I want to wish my cousin Nick Barton and his wife Rachel a very happy 11th wedding anniversary. Now, before flashback fun, I have a news. A mixture of good news and not so good news. First, the not so good news. The world became a little less funny Wednesday with the passing of a comedic legend. Deadline.com stated December 27th, Tom Smothers, who with his younger brother Dick changed the face of comedy with their musical humor and the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, died Tuesday in Santa Rosa, California, following a cancer battle. The news was announced by the National Comedy Central on behalf of Smothers family. He was 86. Tom and Dick start, Smothers started out as folk musicians in the early 60s and soon discovered that while they were not good enough to be professional musicians, the act worked well, worked if they mixed in comedy. Dick Smothers said in a statement, Tom was not only the loving older brother that everyone would want in their life, he was a one-of-a-kind creative partner. I am forever grateful to have spent a lifetime with him on and off stage for over 60 years. A relationship was like a good marriage. The longer we were together, the more we loved and respected one another. We were truly blessed. The elder brother was a regular on the Steve Allen show in 1961. He appeared the following year on the Danny Thomas show. In 1965, the duo landed the Smothers Brothers show, a CBS sitcom that ran from 1965 to 1966. Tom felt the show did not play to the brothers' strengths and wanted creative control over their next venture. He got it with their next CBS project, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour in 1967. While it was in the vein of the traditional variety show, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour changed TV. Journey Gunderson, National Comedy Central executive producer, director, said in a statement, Tom was a true pioneer who changed the face of television and transformed our culture with the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, which satirized comics, combated racism, protested the Vietnam War, and led the way for Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show, Today's Network, Late Night Shows, and so much more. And it wasn't just the content. The show was a proving ground for other legendary cop writers and performers. The roster included Hal Goldman and Al Gordon from the, uh, from the Jack and Benny program, 
Jim Stafford, Steve Martin, Don Novello, Rob Reiner, Lorenzo Music, perennial presidential candidate Pat Paulson, Nell Scoville, Bob Einstein, Leah French, and pop singer Jennifer Lawrence. The series showcased new musical artists such as George Harrison, John Bates, Buffalo Springfield, Cass Elliott, Harry Belafonte, Cream, The Who, Donovan, The Doors, Janice Ian, Yank Berry, Jefferson Airplane, Peter Paul and Mary, Spanky and Our Gang, Steppenwolf, Simon and Garfunkel, Hello People and Pete Seeger, despite the sometimes controversial nature of their music. 75-year-old Oscar-nominated British actor Tom Wilkinson joined that heavenly high Hollywood in the sky December 30th. He had roles in the film Full Marty, Shakespeare in Love, Batman Begins, Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Michael Clayton in 2007, The Patriot, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Sense and Sensibility, Selma, Girl with a Pearl Earring, and The Best Exotic Marigo Hotel, just to name a few. 48-year-old South Korean actor Lee Sun Kung was found dead in his car in South Korea December 27th. The cause appears to be suicide, but he was also questioned three times since October about his involvement in a legal drug operation. Sun Young was a well-known actor in his homeland, but became an international movie star playing Park Dong, the patriarch of the Rich Park family in the 2019 Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film winner, Parasite. They weren't the only ones Hollywood lost recently. Actor and director Myra Nussbaum passed away December 23rd, just six days before his 100th birthday. The actor, who had been working in the 6th, began working in the 50s and was still working in theater, up until his death, appeared in countless movies like 1989's Field of Dream, Fatal Attractions, 1993's Gypsies, and Men in Black. Laura Lynch, the founding member of the Dixie Chicks, was sadly killed in a December 22nd car crash. Henry Sandin, the antiques roadshow expert passed away on Christmas on 95, at 95. 79-year-old actress and singer Sandra Reeves-Phillips, who appeared in Lean on Me and Round Midnight and had played six unforgettable legendary divas in a powerful one-woman stage show, passed away Friday. Rest in peace. Even more off-screen drama has hit Scream 7. The upcoming horror sequel lost its director, Christopher Landon. Landon, who gave the world the Happy Death Day films, Freaky and Disturbia, and among others, announced his departure on X slash Twitter December 23rd. As if the, stu- the film wasn't even going through wasn't going through enough losing its two leads, Melissa Barra and Jenna Ortega. Youch. Speaking of horror films, 
due to the actor strike and writer strikes, we will not be getting a Jordan Peele horror film for Christmas 2024. Another show has been staked right through the heart. TheHollywoodReporter.com stated December 19th, FX is preparing to say goodbye to Staten Island's favorite coven of vampires. The cable outlet will bring its comedy, What We Do in the Shadows, to a close with its forthcoming sixth season. The series is entering the back half of a two-season renewal that will take the show to its conclusion. A spinoff of Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clermain's 2014 movie of the same name, What We Do in the Shadows, follows a group of vampires played by Kevin Novick, Matt Berry, Natasia Dimitrio, and Mark Prosk, their human familiar, Harvey Gulen, and an envoy from the Vampire Council, Christian Stahl, who live together in the New York borough. Ouch. In better news, CODA star Marley Matlin and her on-screen son, Daniel Durant, have some exciting happy news to announce last week. Duran proposed to his girlfriend, professional dancer Britt Stewart, on Christmas Day in Lake Arrowhead, California. The two fell in love after competing on Dancing with the Stars season 31 last year. I mean, this year. That's one Christmas they'll never forget. On the other hand, Matlin has a new rule. She's been promoted to first-time grandma-to-be for her daughter Sarah's baby. She posted a wonderful baby announcement video to Instagram December 21st, revealing the baby reveal and the news. Her daughter Sarah is having a girl. Now, Darude wasn't the only star to pop the question recently. In a move the whole world pretty much saw coming after their baby announcement news in November, it was announced December 21st, that Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse are engaged. So sorry to burst your bubble, Twilight fans. And actor Patrick Schwarzenegger, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's and Maria Shriver's son, proposed to his model girlfriend, Abby Chapman, a few days after Christmas. After 12 years together, Barbie director Greta Gerwig and Noel Bambach finally married earlier this month. Darren Chris is going to be a father for the second time next year. Red Hot Japanese pitcher, and excuse me if I mess this up, Yoshinobu Yamamoto was officially signed on to the Los Angeles Dodgers last week. Warner Brothers had three of the top five films over the Christmas holiday weekend with Wonka, Aquaman and the Last Kingdom, and the Color Purple remake, giving the studio a fabulous end-of-the-year record. It looks like audiences have forgiven the studio for their countless flops this year, which include Magic Mike's Last Dance, Blue Beetle, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, and ugh, The Flash, but let's not go there. It's time for a spoiler-free quickie mini-review. If you're looking for a film that practically screams, see me in theaters, then the Color Purple remake is definitely for you. It's an extraordinary film experience that will stay with you after the credits are over. 
based on the stage musical of the same name, which in turn is based upon Alice Walker's 1982 book of the same name, the Christmas Day release will have you transported into the powerful film, powerful storyline from the first few minutes and its upbeat first song. Everything about the film, including the score, costumes, acting, choreography, sets, everything is phenomenal. All the actors completely nail their parts and you forget you're watching a movie. There's also a very brief blink and you'll miss a cameo by one of the stars of the 1985 Color Purple movie. You won't want to take your eyes from the screen. And believe me, your face will get wet with tears during certain parts. Trust me, this film, which I can so foresee going up for Oscars at the end of next month, particularly Best Picture, is completely worth seeing on the big screen in theaters. On to the final 2023 flashback fun. As I said at the start, today's flashback fun fun topics come requested for Holly Barclay and Katie Daphner's birthdays today. Holly has requested not one, but two films. Hey, you guys! One of the films that she makes her kids watch a lot is the late Richard Donner's 1985 adventure comedy, The Goonies, which turned 38 earlier this year. Starring Josh Brolin in his film debut, Corey Feldman, Kiko Kwan, Sean Austin, Jeff Cohen, who's Kwan's manager in real life, Carrie Green, and Martha Plimpton. The June 7th, 1985 classic, which I talked about earlier this year, does not is so beloved it doesn't need a plot recap. The cult classic took $125 million worldwide from When I Willie's Hidden Treasure, plus $30 million in rental gold and silver. The cult classic is known as much for sloth and the truffle shuffle as it is for the infamous Goonies Never Say Die speech, which Quan referred to in his Oscar acceptance speech earlier this year and made the entire Dolby Theater ball. According to IMDb.com, while auditioning for this film, Corey Feldman met fellow child actor and his soon-to-be best friend, the late Corey Haim. And did you know that When I Willie Skull was made from actual bone? While Holly has many go-to films, like Raiders of the Last Ark, Star Wars, and The Heat, she also loves the rom-com, the Disney rom-com that that was Star Anna Hathaway's breakout film, The Princess Diaries, which turned 22 years old on August 3rd. To quote Hathaway's Mia Thermopolis and Julie Andrews, Queen Clarice Rinaldi, shut up. I beg your pardon. The film, which also starred Andrews, Hector Alonso, and Heather Matarazzaro, is the film version 
of Meg Cabot's 2000 book of the same name about an awkward teenage girl who discovers she is the sole heir to the Genovian throne. It was directed by the late Gary Marshall and produced by the late Whitney Houston. It was an enormous success, grossing 165.3 million Genovian pairs worldwide and elevating then-unknown Hathaway to Hollywood royal sta- royalty status. A sequel, The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement, which introduced the world to Chris Pine, was released in August 2004. Did you know that the scene where Mia slips and falls in the school bleachers was real? Hathaway did slip, had slipped on a puddle while filming the scene, and director Marshall thought it so hilarious he put it in the final cut. My Aunt Anna Stockman of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, has requested the last two films for her daughter, Katie Daphner. Katie loves the 1994 retelling of Little Women, starring Winona Ryder, Gabrielle Byrne, Claire Danes in her film debut, Kristen Bale, Susan Sarandon, and Kirsten Dunst. The family drama focuses on the lives of sisters Meg, Amy, Joe, and Beth March in post-Civil War New England. It opened in limited release December 25th, 1994, exactly 25 years to the day before Greta Gerwig's 2019 version opened, before having a nationwide release just four days later. This was the fifth film, fifth feature film of the novel. After silent versions in 1917 and 1918, and in 1933 and 1949 adaptation, it made $95 million in theaters and was up for three Oscars. Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Actress for Winona Ryder. But it did not leave, did not win any. Did you know that Natalie Portman, Thora Birch, and Christina Ricci auditioned for the young Amy March part? But it ended up going to Kirsten Dunst. Due to her short height, Reese Witherspoon was actually considered both the young and adult Amy. But after it was decided it didn't work to have the same actress play the role in two different timelines, I mean, in two timelines, Samantha Mathis was picked to play the adult Amy. And Mathis, Claire Danes, and Winona Ryder reunited a year later in 1995's How to Make an American Quilt. Being such an avid Anne of Green Gables fan, Katie also enjoys the Canadian made-for-TV drama film Anne of Green Gables based on the chair's Lucy Maud Montgomery 1908 book of the same name. It stars Megan Follows in the title role. According to its Wikipedia page, the film aired on CBC television as a two-part miniseries on December 1st and December 2nd, 1985. Both parts of the film were among the highest-rating program of any of genre ever to air on a Canadian ne- television network. On February 17, 1986, the film aired on PBS in the U.S. Uh, on the series Wonderworks. 
The film achieved high ratings in the United Kingdom when it aired on New Year's Day, 1987. In 1987, Anne of Green Gables, the sequel, also called Anne of Avonlea, was released. The sequel was a conglomeration of Montgomery's novels, Anne of Avonlea, Anne of the Island, and Anne of Windy Poplars. Megan follows Colleen Dewhurst, Jonathan Crombie, Skylar Grant, and Patricia Hamilton all reprised their roles. The third film, The Continuing Anne of Green Gables, The Continuing Story, aired in 2000 with the intent of bringing Anne into a time frame that had been developed over the years in the spin-off series Road to Avonlea. As such, the plot disregarded Anne's House of Dreams, the corresponding Anne novel, in favor of an original story not featured in Montgomery's series. In 2008, the fourth entry in the series, a prequel film entitled Anne of Green Gables, A New Beginning, was completed, starring Barbara Hershey, Shirley MacLaine, and Rachel Blanchard, with Hannah Endicott Douglas playing the young Anne. That's all for this week's news and flashback fun, folks. So, and don't forget that Midday Movie Madness will return to its regular bat time and bat place on January 4th, 2024. So until we meet again, my minions, as always, stay safe, watch lots of movies, and get to the theaters if you can, and Happy New Year to all!